Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly abundantly and overflowing joy, joy, joy this precious Holy Week coming up. And for that reason, I have come up with a special message titled, For This Purpose. When we read the scriptures concerning the last meal Jesus had with his disciples, his agony in the Garden of Gethsemane, his brutal scourging at the hands of the Roman soldiers, and his finality on the cross, we can often miss nuances of things Jesus said right prior to the cross. I'm going to read a set of scriptures and share with you what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to highlight for this Holy Week. So if you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 12. I'm going to be reading verses 20 through 36, and I will be reading out of the New King James Version. So here we go. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, We have heard from the law that, that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. While you have the light, 
believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Now, I'm going to read this set of scriptures again from the Passion Translation. And I want you to listen very carefully to the text. Here we go. Now, there were a number of foreigners from among the nations who were worshipers at the feast. They went to Philip, who came from the village of Bethsaida in Galilee. And they asked him, Would you take us to see Jesus? We want to see him. So Philip went to find Andrew, and then they both went to inform Jesus. And Jesus replied to them, Now is the time for the Son of Man to be glorified. Let me make this clear. A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat unless it drops into the ground and dies because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat, all because one grain died. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. If you want to be my disciple, follow me, and you will go where I am going. And if you truly follow me as my disciple, the Father will shower his favor upon your life. Even though I am torn within my, and my soul is in turmoil, I will not ask the Father to rescue me from this hour of trial, for I have come to fulfill my purpose to offer myself to God. So, Father, bring glory to your name. Then suddenly a booming voice was heard from the sky. I have glorified my name, and I will glorify it through you again. The audible voice of God startled the crowd standing nearby. Some thought it was only thunder, yet others said an angel just spoke to him. Then Jesus told them, the voice you heard was not for my benefit, but for yours, to help you believe. From this moment on, everything in this world is about to change, for the ruler of this dark world will be overthrown. And I will do this when I am lifted up off the ground, and when I draw the hearts of people to gather them to me. He said this to indicate that he would die by being lifted up on the cross. People from the crowd spoke up and said, Die? How could the anointed one die? The word of God says that the anointed one will live with us forever. But you just said that the Son of Man must be lifted up from the earth. And who is this Son of Man anyway? Jesus replied, You will have the light shining with you, for only a little while longer. While you still have me, walk in the light, so that the darkness doesn't overtake you. For when you walk in the dark, you have no idea where you are going. So believe and cling to the light while I am with you, so that you will become 
children of light. After saying this, Jesus then entered into the crowd and hid himself from them. When Jesus references the grain of wheat in verse 24, what he is saying is that he, Jesus, is the grain of wheat, who will within days be offered as a sacrifice for sin on Calvary's cross. He will drop into the ground as a grain of wheat and bring forth a great harvest of seeds. This parable, given to Philip and Andrew, was meant to be Jesus replied to the request by the non-Jewish seekers to see Jesus. Jesus' answer, They will see me through you. As you follow me, you will also experience the dying and the birthing experience. The harvest will come when we follow Jesus where he goes. Jesus said, But for this purpose, I came to this hour. What purpose was he talking about? Well, obviously, we know that he came to glorify the Father. That's clear in the set of scriptures I just read. But there's several other purposes for why he came at this hour. He was about to exchange his life through death on the cross to give us eternal life. His seed would die in the ground so that our seed could live and bring in the harvest. His purpose was simply death for life. When we detach ourselves from this world, we are then able to do what he died for, to bring in the harvest. Jesus says in verse 26, if you want to be my disciple, follow me. The implication in the text is that a life of full surrender to God will make us a grain of wheat that multiplies into a harvest. But there's another purpose listed right here in verse 30. Jesus said, This voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. But for this purpose I came, for your sake. Yes, For our sake, not to just give us eternal life, but that through us, many would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The salvation of all peoples everywhere in this world is our mission. Jesus said for this purpose, to hand the baton over to us to fulfill the Great Commission. Why? Because 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now that responsibility lies totally with us. But we know we cannot accomplish this task without help. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost to empower us with that supernatural dunamis power of God, to do in us and for us what we could not possibly do in our own strength or in our own ability. That's why it's supernatural. Think about this for a minute. How does an uneducated fisherman by trade preach the greatest sermon in the Bible on the day of Pentecost? 
Well, only by the supernatural enabling of the Holy Spirit. I already know what you're thinking. Well, that was Peter. How am I supposed to reach the lost? It's pretty simple. God created you in a very unique way, with a very unique personality, and with a very unique set of gifts. And he wants to use you to reach people, being the unique person you are. So, see, you don't have to try to be like Joe or Sam or Susie. Just be like Jesus, with your own voice and your own gifting. Romans 12.4 says this, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So we don't all have the same function. We are different people. We are individuals. So if you're a plumber by trade, let's just say, and you go to someone's house for a plumbing repair and you discern that they have a need or maybe you can see that they have a physical need. All you have to do is ask if you can pray for them. Or let's just say maybe you're working with a group of plumbers and none of them know Jesus. Just ask the Lord, how do I reach them? What do I say? Many times, it's by our actions and manners that people see Christ, not necessarily through what we say. So the scripture tells us we all have different gifts, and how I minister is going to be different from how you minister. I'm a gardener. I'm going to talk about seeds. I'm going to talk about the soil. I'm going to talk about the harvest. And in verse 31... Jesus said, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Jesus was saying from this moment on, everything in this world is about to change. For the ruler of this dark world, Satan, will be overthrown. The time of judging the world system had come. The judging of the world Jesus is talking about is the overthrow of the kingdom of darkness. I can say hallelujah right there. When we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's passing a judgment on this fallen world and declaring treason in the kingdom of darkness. Everything changes because of the cross. Everything changes because of the cross. It's the hinge of history. But for this purpose, Jesus came to overthrow the world system and Satan and his kingdom of darkness. Now that authority has been given over to us. 1 John 3, 8 says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of Man excuse me, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That mandate 
now belongs to you and I. To crush all the works of darkness. How do we do that? We do it through prayer, through the laying on of hands, through speaking to evil spirits and commanding them to leave a person's mind or their body, through the preaching of the gospel. Wow, that sounds like a lot. But being a Christian isn't about being a couch potato. It isn't about being a pew warmer or one who just sits on the sidelines. Oh, no, you're part of an army. So you have to get in the game. Sorry, whether you're bruised or beaten up in life, you can't say, I'm just going to sit this one out. No, no. If you're a believer, you're either all in or not at all. Lastly, in verse... uh, Verses 35 and 36 of chapter 12, Jesus said to them, A little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. But for this purpose, Jesus came to this hour. What purpose? That we would no longer walk in darkness, but carry the light of Jesus. Ephesians 5.8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the word. Excuse me, you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Could I just say that again? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Now, that requires something on our part. It requires removing from our life those things that bring darkness into our life. Gossip, immorality, anger, wrath, unforgiveness, bitterness, pornography, R-rated movies. Even some PG movies now are not acceptable. Having hatred in your heart will darken your heart. So there are things that have to be removed from our life that will, if we don't remove them, we will continue to walk in darkness. What did Jesus say? He said, if you walk in darkness, you have no idea where you're going. And that's true, because as long as you have darkness in your life, that's sin. And you can't know where you're going when you're disconnected from the Father, when you're disconnected from Jesus. 
So it requires us to look at our life and say, this has to go. I need to repent of this. I need to let go of this. I need to remove these things from my eyes. I need to remove these things from my ears so that I am not listening. I mean, I know a lot of Christians who still listen to hard metal, non-Christian music. I mean, how, how does that work? When you are allowing all of that garbage to come filtering in your ears and into your soul and spirit, it just doesn't work. So there's a process. Got to clean it up. Got to go before the Lord. Repent of these things. Tell him you need help. That's what he's there for. That's what the Holy Spirit is here for, to help us. He's our helper to help us navigate these times that we live in. So we've got to clean up our act, remove the dark things and the darkness from our life so that we can walk as children of light and that we have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. So for this purpose, Jesus came. He came to help us bring in the harvest. And we do that through surrendering to his will and desires as we follow him. We become more like him, carrying his divine nature in us. For this purpose, Jesus came to manifest his supernatural power to bring people to the cross so they can receive eternal life and freedom. That can only happen through you and I. Jesus is no longer on the earth. He sent the Holy Spirit to live in us so that we can bring people to the cross. For this purpose, Jesus went to the cross that we would no longer walk in darkness but receive his light and become sons of light. That means we shine like him and our light exposes the darkness. Brethren, it is time that we become like Jesus. And there's no better time to become like Jesus, to actually take a, an inventory of our life, um, because this is Holy Week. This is, this is a time when we really want to purify our soul. We want to purify our heart and mind, and we want to, I mean, Peter says that we're supposed to be holy. He says, be ye holy. So we, um, it's just a good time to begin to take that inventory and look at how we need to remove things of darkness out of our heart, our mind, our body, and um, become like Jesus. And I think that you would say amen. Um, now, if you are listening tonight and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you would like to, please pray this simple prayer with me. Just pray after me. I surrender 
my life to you, Jesus. I receive you into my heart. Thank you for shedding your blood on the cross for me. I ask forgiveness of my sins. And by faith, I believe you have washed me clean. I want you to be my Savior, and I want to serve you and live for you all my days. Thank you for saving me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you please email me at dawn, all lowercase letters, all one word, dawn, D-A-W-N, at pureheart.today dawn at pureheart.today. Now I'd like to close this program with a song from Joey and Rory called I Need Thee. So I hope you enjoy it. I need thee, oh I need thee, every hour I need thee, oh bless me now. I come to thee. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can me now.
now my Savior, I come to Thee. Well, brothers and sisters, I wish you a blessed Resurrection Sunday. I look forward to being with you next week. This is Don Noble. You can go to www.pureheart.today to listen to this podcast again. You can download the iHeartRadio app. Go to Pure Heart Ministries podcast and listen 24-7. I surely do appreciate your prayers for this ministry. It is vital and important to me, and I appreciate your prayers. And you can go and uh, help me keep this message on the radio by sending a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, that's P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I certainly look forward to being with you again next week. This is Don Noble saying, Shalom, Shalom. Peace be unto you.